series Unchanging, and it's our second week. Uh, we're talking about the life of Isaac. And when we look at the life of Isaac, if you open your Bibles, when you study it, you'll see that it's, there's very little uh, stories about Isaac, very few. But his life is described as a blessed life. Just like Abraham, his father, his father was, he had so many extraordinary um, stories with God, but at the same time, you see this ordinary son, but exceedingly blessed, just the same. If there's something about Isaac, his son, it's his obedience to his father. It's the mark of an obedient son. We talked about this last week. That when he was uh, about to be sacrificed, he was quiet. He was quiet to the point of death. He was already an adult, but he was that kind of obedient son. Obedient. And when I was going through this, um, preparing for this preaching, this is what I realized. When I was growing up, I was not an obedient kid. Remember, dito yung medyo pasaway din kayo? Ako lang ang masamang bata dito. I remember, um, as some of you know, I was not born in the Philippines. So, hindi po ako Filipino citizen. I was born in Baguio City. No? So, uh, life is different there. There's no Tagalog. It's English and our native language, Ilocano. <laughs> so, I had this Yaya when I was growing up. Her name's uh, Yaya Violeta. And my, my parents married when they were young. And so, they had to leave me with my Lolo and Lola in Baguio with my Yaya Violeta. And I remember this vividly. I was very disobedient to her. But you would understand why. Every time maglilikot ako, every time I would go up the tree, parang unggoy, I would do crazy things. And she would always remind me of this statement. Until now, nahuhunt ako sa dreams ko. Itong statement ng Yaya ko. If you do not behave, I will not eat you later. Imagine, ang bilin ng yaya ko. Pag di ako huminto, hindi niya ako kakainin. So ako, kahit pagod na pagod ako, <laughs> laro ako, no? I don't know how to follow her instructions. I was disobedient to her. Although she means well to me. She rin yung nag, she's the first person who actually taught me how to sing praises. Grabe, no? Yung impact ng yaya ko. Sabi niya, read your Bible pre every day. Free everything. Anyway, you know, I was a disobedient kid. But I realized this, that as soon as I learned more, I grew up, I went to school, as soon as we grow older, we learn more things, we become more disobedient. Why? There are a lot of reasons why we, it's hard for us to obey. I'm going to show you this statement. I'm going to ask you to try to answer this statement. It's hard to obey someone when... Blank. Why is it hard to obey people when they ask us to do something? For some, it would probably be it's hard to obey because we know better than them. Meron ba sa atin ganun? Why would you ask me to do that? Eh, hindi naman ganyan yan. Yan. For some, we would say it's hard to obey because we do not understand. That's acceptable. When we do not understand and somebody tells us, do this, why, why would I do that? You have ask more questions. To obey is hard. For some, their answer to this statement is when they already made their decision. Meron bang ganun sa inyo? Hindi, basta, nag-decision na ako. Hindi, ito gawin na. Hindi. Yan. Tingnan mo yung katabi mo. Mukha bang ganun, yung ma-pride? Yan. 
Makikita mo dito kung sino ang ma-pride. It's very easy to see from above. Yung humble, mukhang aniyan, ubas, straight. Pero yung ma-pride, mukhang pasas. Yan. Tignan mo yung katabi mo. Mukha bang pasas? Ayan. Dito daw, mukhang ubas. Alright. It's hard to obey someone when we do not get their instructions. That's why we read the fine print. We want to know the entire story. But when it comes to our faith in God, this is my question. When we talk about obedience to God, why is it hard to obey? Bakit kaya ang hirap gawin yung mga salita ng Panginoon? Why is it hard to obey the very Word of God? We may actually have the same answer, actually, with what we said a while ago. It might be the same. But today, as I preach, I will not concentrate on trying to answer the concerns or the how we think on why we do not obey God and others. Today, I want to give you a picture of what it is what is a picture of a life that obeys God? Ano yung itsura ng life that when you obey God, what happens to us? Because when we show you a picture of what it is to be obedient to God, maybe the reasons that we gave will not matter anymore. So if you're ready, please open your Bibles in Genesis chapter 26. Today we're going to go through almost 33 verses. It's a bit long, so we're going to skip a few. And as we go through it, I just want you to have this heart and this mind to say, Lord, speak to me today. Lord, let your word minister to me. Okay, Bayan? Okay, sige. As you open your Bibles, can I ask everyone to bow down their heads as we pray for the word? Lord, thank you that you are a God who speaks to us, Lord, through your word. Lord, you said it even in your word that your word is alive and active, that it can minister to us, Lord, wherever we are. And so, Lord, today, as you release your word to your people, Lord God, let it speak to them kung nasaan po sila, Lord. May, my brothers and sisters, some of them might be tired with the daily grind, even tired today because of tomorrow. Alam na nila yung gagawin nila next week. And so, Lord, today, give them rest. Lord, even for some who are having a lot of doubts and questions about who you are, if they can trust you, Lord, today, that you will clarify that in their hearts. Lord, do your work in us where we are in our lives today. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 1, chapter 26. It says, Now there was a famine in the land besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. We'll see here that there was a famine. A famine was a time where you have to live where you are. Why? Because the land is so dry, you can't plant. If you can't plant, there's no crops. What happens? You can't feed your cattle. You can't feed your, um, the sheep. All that. What happens? They get skinny and they die. No matter how rich you are, how much cattle you have, which was the basis of wealth during that time, if there is a famine, it can actually, you can actually lose your wealth. You have to understand that Isaac, as the son of Abraham, was already rich. Sobrang yaman na po ni Isaac. Why? Because he is the chosen uh, child of Abraham. All the kids of Abraham, binigyan lang niya ng gifts before he died. Sabi niya, I gave them gifts. But only Isaac had the estate. Lahat po ng ari-arian niya nakuha ni Isaac. 
He was that rich. But we'll also realize that his wealth, it can actually be gone in a span of months because of this famine. And so what does he do? He now goes to a place called Gerar. Yung Gerar is still part of the promised land. It's still affected by the famine. It doesn't say why he went to Gerar. All it says that he was now going to the king of the Philistines, Abimelech. We don't know if he will ask permission to leave the country, but the assumption is everyone during that time, in times of famine, would go to Egypt. Egypt was a place where people would say it was what? Greener pastures. Narinig niyo ba yung word na yon? Why? Because there they can feed all the, the cattle. Pwede pong mabuhay ulit yung mga nangangayayat na ng mga cows nila. So the best place to go to now is Egypt. It was a place that was not affected by the famine. Think about it today. What is your Egypt? Meron ba kayong Egypt na pag meron kayong trial, ito yung picture na nakikita nyo? Greener pastures. For some, no, when I was growing up, uh, I think in the 80s and 90s, the U.S. was the greener pasture for the Filipinos. I want to go to the United States, di ba? And live there and say, Hey, Joe, yun yung dream, no? The ultimate dream. Now, there are a lot of places that people consider greener pastures. The Middle East, Europe, somewhere in Asia, anywhere that could uh, increase the, the, the things that we have, a better future, and that is greener pastures. And so now, he goes to Gerar, but it's he here, it says, The Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land of which I shall tell you, Verse 3, it says, Stay in the land for a while, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. God gives him a specific command. What was the command? Stay in Gerar. For Isaac, I would probably ask, Lord, why would I stay? Walang famine nga dito. Famine is lak. Kulang. Kulang na kulang na ako, Lord. Why will I stay? It doesn't make sense. But as God commands Isaac, there is a promise that goes with it. It says, For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. Verse 4, I will multiply your offsprings as the stars of the heaven and I will give to your offsprings all these lands. And in your offsprings, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Is that a familiar promise from God? It is. Because God gave that to Abraham before. When God gave the same promise to Abraham, He now passes it on to His son Isaac. That's where we see that the God that we have is multi-generational. That He never changes. Alam nyo When God promises us something, He will not change His mind with that promise. Merami sa atin, napasu na tayo sa promise. Na-experience na ba yung mapromisan kayo na magulang nyo tapos hindi tinupad? Breaks our heart. But at the same time, we have to realize that the God that we worship, when He gives a word, it will come to pass. And it's for different generations to come. So what does Isaac do? Verse 6, he says, He settles in Gerar. Okay. Tinitignan ko lang kung pa kayo. Okay. He settles in Gerar. What happens? You know, when you obey God, 
it doesn't promise you a storm a storm-free life. Meron pa rin tayong mga trials na mangyari. Unfortunately for Isaac, as soon as he obeyed the word of God, what happens? Merong naging problem. So, when he entered the place, ang sinabi niya sa wife niya, sabi niya, when the men of the place asked him about his wife, he said, she is my sister, for he feared to say my wife, thinking lest the men of the place should kill me because of the wife Rebecca. Because she was attractive in appearance. What do we understand here? If Rebecca is beautiful, Isaac is ugly. Ikaw nagsabi niyan, Charles, ha? He feared his life. Why? During that time, pag merong, sabi nung, culturally, it was different from where he was. And now he enters a different territory. There's a king. So he feared na mamatay siya pag nalaman niya na wife niya yun, si Rebecca. Ang ganda ng wife niya. So he decided to lie. Is it a familiar story? Yes. Why? Because his father also did it three times. Nagsinungaling siya. Sabi niya, hindi ko yan, misis. Kapatid ko lang yan. If you were a wife and your husband would tell, hindi ko yan, asawa How would you feel? Huh? Okay ba? Ah, ganun. Kapatid pala, ha? Sige, kuya. So what happens? Nagpanik po si Isaac. He didn't know what to do. So he lies. He deceived the people of Gerar. You know, sometimes when we obey God, there are times that we will encounter things that, we are, that is beyond our control, that makes us panic. And now, what happens? He does it his own way. Kung anong ginagawa niya noon, without a relationship with God, ngayon, gagawin na naman niya yung default niyang gawin. Mga paraan niya, yung, mga, yung abilidad niya kicks in. You know, we see here a man who is not perfect. If you think about it, still lies. Fallen nature of man. When we panic, we do crazy things. Now he lies to the people there. What happens? Nalaman nung king. When the king was actually watching them, nakita nila nagtatawanan si Isaac and Rebecca. Which during that time, hindi ganun ang relationship ng men with women, even their sister. And so now he says, he is not the sister. He is actual, she is actually the wife. So Abimelech said, what is this that you have done to us? One of the people might easily have lain with your wife and you would have brought guilt upon us. Nagalit yung king. If you were the king of that territory, there's a family that you don't know that is not your people who goes to your territory, what would you do? If you ask me, I would punish them. Niloko nila tayo. Niloko nila yung tao. Niloko nila yung king. The punishment should have been death with a gillette. Grabe, sakit nun, nun tagal. But you see here, the response of the king was different. Verse 11, So Abimelech warned all the people saying, Whoever touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Why would that be? Imagine, no, a king would come up with a law. It was the law. It was his final word. When he says it, it should be in place. Why would he give that statement that whoever touches this man and woman will be put to death? You know, you would see here, pag si God yun nag-orchestrate, even that kind of favor we get. 
You know, God, seed. Sabi niya, no, si Isaac, obedient naman tong anak ko. Eh. Minsan lang, medyo nadada pa. So what would God do? God actually brought him back to his will. God would actually bring us back. His favor is still with us. He brings us back to where He wants us to be. That is the grace of God. Imagine, no? If because of this, nag-disobey na ng malit na bagay si Isaac, paano kung sinabi ni Lord, I withhold the promise. Hindi ko nabibigay sa'yo. That's how gracious our God is. He still brings us back to where we should be. As we continue the story, this is what we'll realize, that when we grow in our faith, that obedience should be full. That obedience should be following God. How? By His command, the what? By the way, how? And when? Even without knowing the why. Sometimes we don't understand, but it's okay. What God is after is our obedience. Sometimes we don't need to panic for as long as we obey God. We don't need to do it our way. Just like Isaac, ginawa niya yung paraan niya. He lied. You know, when we obey God, He will be with us. And that's why He wants full obedience. Do you know this? That when we obey God and say, Hindi, sige Lord, I will do that, but I will do it my own way. That's still disobedience. Delayed obedience is also what? Disobedience. As we grow in the faith, we will know that when God asks us to do something, we need to do it. As we continue, the story says, verse 12, what does Isaac do in the land in Gerar? Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him and the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. Imagine, in a place where nobody was planting, famine, he continues to plant. God said, stay there. Do what you need to do. Do what you've been doing before. Stay there in that land. He plants, ano po yung resulta? A hundredfold. That no famine can block the ways of God. All he had to do, was stay in Gerar. He sowed, he planted. Everyone stopped planting. Imagine, no, today, parang sinasaya niya, huwag ka mag-invest dyan. Sure yan, malulugi ka dyan. But at the same time, you're the only one who plants. And now, there's a yield a hundredfold. One of the things that I want to emphasize in today's preaching is this. What did Isaac do? He stayed. He planted. You know, that was an easier route if you think about it because Egypt was a far place. He would travel everything with his family, lahat ng ari-arian niya. That would be harder. That would be so much effort. God wanted him to stay. What did he do? He stayed. He planted. It was an ordinary act of obedience. But look at the result that all the ordinary acts of obedience, for as long as we do it, what God tells us, what happens? There is an extraordinary result. Imagine, no? The things that we do, basta ino-obey natin si God, yung resulta hindi daw sa atin. There are things that we might be doing today. doesn't make sense. Lord, why do you want me not to resign? Bakit dito lang ako? Na-promote na lahat, yung buong office, pati yung janitor, na-promote na. Ako na lang ang hindi. Why do you want me to stay? 
But God wants you to just be diligent in what you're doing. Why? Because the result is up to Him. When we look at it, it's not our part to do the heavy lifting. It's God's part to do it for us. Sometimes, no, to obey God is harder for us. Why? Because we have so many questions. But if we only knew God's plan for us, it might be a different story. Imagine where you are today. God tells you to do it. Do you see that there is a possibility of an extraordinary blessing that follows it? Verse 14, it says, He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants so that the Philistines envied him. Naingit po yung mga tao dun. Naingit sila with so much of his wealth. Sabi na, bakit ito? Dami na niyang ari-arian. Nobody planted, only him. Now he has so much. Lahat sila naghihirap. He was blessed. And so, naingit po sila. Verse 15, we'd see here that the king, or verse 16, the king goes to him and says, Go away from us, for you are such a mightier than we. So Isaac departed from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. He was thrown away. He was, he was uh, asked to leave them. What did he do? He followed them, but at the same time, he still stayed in Gerar. Insano. He will go through life like that. Minsan, tayo na yung tinataboy. Just like Isaac, he was driven away because of envy, because of pride of the king. Imagine you're in BGC. And the mayor says, dahil ang so blessed ka na, ililipat kita dun sa kabila, sa may pateros. Imagine, no? parang wala ka namang ginawang mali. And this is what happened to him. So, Isaac departed and left the camp. Verse 18, Isaac dug the wells. He needs water. So in that place, he had to dug the wells that his father dug before. Ang nangyari po, during the time when his father died, wala nang water yung well, they put, nilagyan na po ng ano, lupa yung wells. So he dug it again. What happens? Uh, and he gave them the name of this father that his father had given them. Verse 19, when Isaac's servant dug in the valley and found there a well of spring of water, why is it that every time Isaac would do something, he was blessed? Why? Because he obeyed the word of God. He stayed in the land. So, nandun yung favor ni Lord. So, when he dug it, anang yare, the herdsmen in Gerar quarreled with him and he said, This water is ours. So, he called the name of the well Esek. Sabi niya, na esek-esek nila. Nasa kanila yung well. Bigla na lang kanila na. Hindi naman inaangkin. Ngayon sa kanila na. So he let that go. What happens? So hindi niya kinontest. Verse 21, They dug another well and they quarreled over that. So he also called its name Sitna. Isipin mo, no? Pagdating, Samin yan! Ay, nakasitna ako dito! Bakit inaangkin niyo pa? Sabi ni Isaac, but again, he lets it go. The third well, it says, and he moved from there and dug another well. Uh, scholars say that it was a long walk until the border of Gerar. Now he goes to that end of that part and they did not quarrel over it. So he called it Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us 
and we shall be fruitful in the land. You know, a life of obedience to God is marked by the favor of God. Imagine, no? Kahit inaangkin na yung blessing sa kanya, kahit na they were using laws, hindi, teritoryo namin to. What would God do? He would always make a room for Isaac. Think about it today. A picture of a life in obedience to God is having the favor of God. Si Lord na gumagawa ng way for you. He is the one orchestrating things. You need water? I will provide a well that has water. He will be the one to move the parts for you. He will be the one to open opportunities for you. Some of us might be in a dead-end situation. Wala na to. Baka yung career ko hanggang dito na lang, Lord. Wala nang ladder sa, wala nang promotion na mag-aantay. So for you, the thing that makes sense is to leave the work, look for a different job. But you know, if God's favor is upon you, He can actually make a position for you. He can make room for you. Encouraging ba yun? Thank you. Sa walong nag-yes. No, really. If you think about it, our obedience comes with the favor of God. What does that mean in our life? When we obey God in simple acts, what happens? He's with us. Iba ang favor ni Lord. Sa atin, probably in our context, ang favor sa atin, ano, connections. Sa mga men, di ba? Tama ba? Sa guys, di ba? May kilala ako, kumpare ko. Nasabi niyo na ba yun? Anak, wag ka magala. May kilala ako, kumpare ko. Sino siya? Yung kumpare ko, kumpare ni ganito. Na pinsa ni ganito, nakapitbahay ni mayor. Why? We want favor. Why? We want connections. Eto, Imagine this. When we obey God, His favor comes with us. We don't need human connections. It's the favor of God that comes with our obedience. What is the picture of the favor of God? In verse 23, it says, For there he went up to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Fear not, for I am with you, and I will bless you and multiply your offsprings. For my servant Abraham's sake. A picture of a life with the favor of the Lord is the presence of the Lord. He showed up first time before he left for Gerar. When he got to Gerar, again, he shows up during the situation in the well. I'm going to tell you something that you might not know. And I want you to get this. I'm going to say this very slowly. Ready na ba kayo? Ready na ba kayo? Game na kayo. Game na. Okay, ready. One, two, three. This is the word of God today for you. The Lord is always with you. You know, sometimes we forget that, really. Do you know that the Lord is with you? Anywhere, everywhere. In the highs and lows of life, He is with you. The problem is, there are times we forget. You know how I know that we forget that God is with us? When we do it our way. Ganito lang yan. Ako na, na-experience ko na yan, ayusin ko yan, ganito lang yan. You know, the fact that you know that the presence of the Lord is with you will change your life. 
the one who can give you the best way to solve your problem is with you. Amen? I'm going to say it again. The Lord is with you. In any time, in highs and lows, the Lord is with us. In the times that we worship Him, He is with us. Even the times that we do bad things, He is with us. He knows. He knows us through and through. Parang mabigat yung sinabi ko. Okay lang kayo? Okay. The Lord appeared to him. As we continue, it says here, when Abimelech went to him from Gerar with um, his advisor and commander of his army, after nung well, no? Layo-layo niya, pinuntahan siya ng king? Who else? His advisor and commander. Imagine the president with his executive assistant and general. Kasama niya. To go to you. He went to Isaac. And he says, Isaac said, Why have you come to me, seeing that you have hated me and you have sent me away from you? Tao lang si, si Isaac, no? May hugot din. Nasaktan. No? Isipin mo, no? Yung presidente, yung hari, biglang, bakit ka pumunta dito? You hate me, sabi. But what does the king say? Verse 28, they said, we see plainly, not only him, even his commander, even his advisor, we see plainly that the Lord has been with you. Do the people around us know that God is with us? When we go to the office, when we spend time with people, how do they feel? Pag nakita kanila, what would they say? Grabe, kasama ko na naman to, nadrain na ko. Nega lahat. Lahat ng sabihin ko, negatron. You'd suck out the life of people. But we see here, Isaac, a different kind of life. It says, we see plainly that the Lord has been with you. Imagine a life when people see from afar, even though they don't know you personally. Parang iba to si Charles. Bakit kaya blessed siya? Who wants that kind of life? 21. All of us want, want to have a blessed life. It says, So we said, let there be a sworn pact between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you. Verse 29, That you will do us no harm. Grabe, no? Yung king takot na kay Isaac. Sabi niya, wag mo kami sasaktan. You are mightier than us. Just as we have not touched you and have done to you nothing but good, Nagmalinis na, no? Sabi niya, wala naman kaming ginawa. Kaya ka nga namin pinaalis para mahukay mo yung well, eh. Diba? Niloko pa, sabi niya. Nothing but good and sent you away in peace. What does the king say? You are now the blessed of the Lord. Imagine, a small act of obedience can actually mean so much for others. That when we obey the word of God, what happens? It affects others. Alam niyo ba yung obedience, no? It's not only for you. Ibang tao mabibless. Ganyan palang tao, no? Pag sumusunod sa Panginoon. That they would want to know, how did you, how are you, why are you blessed? I want to be like you. What's it about you that you're like that? You know, I hope you know that 
when we obey the Word of God, what happens? The effect is not only for us. It's actually an opportunity for God to get to, for Him to reveal Himself to others. It affects others. You know, only God can reverse things even though they are not believers. Abimelech was not a believer. Only God can actually reverse people in our lives. Sipin mo, someone who considered him an enemy, pinaalis, bah, binaliktad yung story? Sino sa inyo, meron din kayong mga taong gusto rin balikta rin ni Lord yung buhay nila from you? Sino sa inyo may kaaway ngayon? Honestly. ba? Meron mga nang-api sa atin. Ano prayer nyo? Tungkol sa kanila. Lord, kunin mo na siya. <laughs> Hindi ganon, ba? How do you pray? Lord, I pray that you change his heart. You know, God wants to answer that prayer. Sometimes through you. The people that we think, ay, impossible na to kay Lord. Hindi na to. Hindi na siguro kayong baguhin ito. You know, God wants to use your life as an example. God wants to use your life as an example to the people that you're believing to get to know Him. Grabe, a simple act of obedience can mean so much for others. It affects others. As we continue, Stephen Furtick said this, Great moves of God are usually preceded by simple acts of obedience. That's encouraging for us. Why? Because we can do a very simple act. We don't need to tire ourselves from doing great moves so that we can have great results. We can actually do the little things God wants us to do and He will be the one to give us that great moves. All of us are still believing for greater things. Amen? It starts with our obedience to God. 5.30 as I preach, one of the leaders approached me, Alvin, sabi niya, you know, if there's a word that he got from that it impressed on God, a lot of us would rather do works for God thinking that we can get His favor. That's true. A lot of us would rather do the works. Ay, magsiserve ako. Ah, mag-ano ako, mag-usher ako from morning till night service kahit nangangatog na yung tuhod ko, baka mabless ako ni Lord. Ah, mag-attend ako ng lahat ng service ng victory. After dito, mayroon pa sa fort. Hahabuling ko pa yung 9 p.m. We think that the works that we do for God, the sacrifices that we do, will earn our blessing. But even the Bible says He is more concerned about our obedience than our sacrifice. Great moves of God are usually preceded by simple acts of obedience. The question is, why is it so hard to obey God. You know, sometimes we just need to do it. Sabi ni Juan Flavier, di ba? Just do it. When God asks us to do something, we just need to do it. Regardless of if we understand. Regardless if hindi natin alam what the result will be. You know why? If there's one thing for sure, si God, yung heart niya is for you. He is the what? Alpha and the? He is the beginning and the? And so He is the end. He knows what will happen. And so who knows the best for us? Is it us or God? 
It's God. So today, I'm going to ask you again, just like what I said a while ago, the reasons why it's hard for us to obey, specifically to obey the Word of God. Because I said a while ago, we think we are better than them. We think we are better than God. We may not say it, but sometimes we actually act it. When God asks you to do it, what do you say? Hindi, Lord, di mo ko naiintindihan eh. Mahal ko siya. Bakit ko siya iiwan? Mahal niya ako ng buong buhay at may asawa siya. We justify our acts. We justify our emotions with God. We tell Him, De, Lord, kung alam mo lang pinagdaan. Actually, alam ni God. Another reason I said a while ago is because we do not understand. That's why we don't follow God. Again, we do not need to understand. I said also a while ago that because we do not trust the person who is asking us to do it, we do not trust God enough. Lord, sure ka ba? Lord, sure ka ba na pag ginawa ko to, ito yung resulta? You know, you want to know how to trust God? Obey. He will reveal Himself faithful to you. You want to trust God more? Read His Word so that you can experience who He is. That when He says something, it will surely come to pass. That when He gives a command, there is a promise that comes with it. If there's one word that all of us know, we recite it all the time from Jeremiah, what is that? He has a what? Plan to prosper us. Not to harm us, but to give us a future and a hope. Yan si Lord. He will not put you in a place where it will be bad for you. We just need to do His word. The question is, are you willing to allow God to lead your life? Because the moment we do not obey God, what we're saying is, Lord, kaya ko naman eh. I can do it on my own. I will just go to you when I'm desperate about things. I will just go to you pag hirap na hirap na ako. You know, God wants you to, want, He wants you to spare you from that trouble and that's why He wants you to do it today. I may not be giving specifics, but I know for a fact that God is talking to you today. He's been asking you to do something, but you're just fighting it off. I believe today is a day that God wants you to follow Him. That may be getting out of a relationship that's not right. That may be forgiving someone who has said something to you, who has destroyed who you are. And God is saying, forgive them. You know, God, he can't, we can't box God. Just like what I said last week, hindi siya... He does not think how we think. Tayo logical. If I do this, this is what will happen. You know, sometimes we just need to follow God. That's why it's an act of faith. It's a life of faith. The Bible says we do not walk by sight. We live by faith. That everything we do with God, for God, we may not know what it brings. But one thing is for sure. When we have faith in Him, He will be the one to lead us through. Hawakan ka ni Lord. Mahirap man yung pagdadaanan mo, kasama ka ni Lord. Amen?
You know, Jesus, I'm going to end with this story. See, Jesus, when he was teaching the disciples in the crowd, there was this tita. Sabi niya, galing-galing mo talaga. Bless, bless ng mommy mo. Meron ba kayo mga ganun tita? But this is how Jesus defined what really is being blessed. True blessedness. He said this, Luke chapter 11, verse 28. But blessed rather are those who what? Hear the word of God and what else? And obey it. You want to be blessed in life, yes or no? There's two things that we need to do. We need to hear the word, read the word of God, meditate on God, do our devotion so that we know what he wants us to do and at the same time, what's the next part? Obey the word. We can live a life that is blessed. But God allows us to do our part. Simple acts of obedience can lead to a truly blessed life. Amen? Can I ask everyone to stand as we close in prayer? Before we pray, application. This is very hard. Mahaba to. First, we need to read the Word. You want to know what God wants you to do tomorrow in this season of your life, in your career, in your marriage, in your relationship. You want to know what God wants in your business, you want to know what God wants in your personal growth, read the word. Second part, you have to obey it. Might be simple, but I know it's hard. But when we go through a life of faith, when we continue to obey the word of God, you know what happens? Grace the grace of God will be sufficient as we go and face that. As we obey the word, the grace of God will be with us. As we obey the word, it's going to challenge us, it's going to stretch us, it's going to take us out of our comfort zone. The grace of God is with us. Amen? Let's bow down our heads and pray. Lord, thank you that you have spoken to us, Lord, where we are. Clearly, Lord God, we can't doubt that the word that you have spoken to us, Lord, can be very personal to all of us today. So, Lord, as you do your word, as it is alive and active, just like what you said, Lord, we declare that you will also move us to action. I believe the room is... is either filled with one kind of person and I'm going to pay for the other one. The first one is this, that it seems it's really a struggle to know the Word of God for you. You've been wanting, you've been saying, Lord, gusto ko makilala, but whenever I open the Word, parang, whenever I hold that Bible, parang hirap na hirap ako, hindi ko alam kung bakit, but I can't seem to find you, I can't seem to experience you in your Word. With all heads bowed down and eyes closed, if that is you, I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We see those hands.
Thank you, Lord God, that as we raise our hands, it's also an act of surrender and saying, Lord, we want more of you. And so, Lord, today I declare that you are pouring your grace to read your word. Lord, you are the one who can change our hearts today. You're the only one who can change a heart of stone to a heart of flesh, Lord God. Today, in Jesus' name, Lord, as they raise their hands, Lord God, Lord, just give them that tender heart and that sponge mind, Lord God, to hunger for your word, Lord, that whenever they open your word, they will want to experience you personally, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that you're pouring your spirit within them. That they will have that new life of hunger for your word. That whenever they read your word, Lord God, they will know who you are more and more, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, do your work in their lives. You can put your hands down. I want to also pray for the last group of people. You know God has been speaking to you. You know God has been telling you something specifically to do for the past months, for the past even years. And it's not an accident that you're hearing this word today. I believe God wants to set you free from that burden of saying, Lord, di ko kayang gawin yung pinapagawa mo. Lord, di ko kayang gawin. Di ko alam mangyayari if I do it. You know, God is speaking to you today and saying, Anak, I want you to experience my goodness, but I need you to let that go. I believe God is telling you, just follow me because this is my will for you. God has been asking you to give up something, but it seems like, Lord, di ko kaya. I believe today God wants to assure you, just allow Him to do His work, but we also need to do our part to surrender it to God. With all heads bowed down and eyes closed. Not here to shame you. I want to pray for you. If that is you, just raise your hand as a sign of surrender and saying, Lord, I want to give this up, but I need your strength. Yes, Lord. Thank you for these hands. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, God. Lord, you see these hands. As they say, Lord, I need the assurance that it will be okay. Lord, you see their hands. Lord, today, I declare, Jesus, embrace them right now. Holy Spirit, let them feel your love today. Holy Spirit, minister to them where they are today. Lord, you're assuring them that all they need to do is let it go and surrender it to you. Lord, you will share to them how much you love them. Lord, thank you that you're doing your work. Holy Spirit, I pray that you fill them right now with strength, Lord, with courage. As you fill them, Lord God, free them from the bondage of the things that they think that they cannot let go. Lord, release them right now. In Jesus' name. Release them, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord, that the enemy cannot lie to them anymore. Free them, Lord God. Do your work in their lives today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's praise God today. I just want to speak a blessing to everyone as we stretch out our hands. Lord, you see your people today. Thank you, Lord God, that you have spoken to them. Lord, let your words sink deep in their hearts. Lord, let not the enemy snatch your word today. Thank you, Lord, that you will provide for them this week. Thank you, Father, that you will open doors for them, that you will make them into a blessing to others. Lord, give them the heart of obedience, Lord, just like any of your sons. Thank you, Lord, that you love us so much. In Jesus' name, and everybody of God's people say, Amen and Amen. God bless you all.